Hello, I'm Glynis Crook. Welcome to Being Green. It was International E-Waste Day last week, which aims to raise awareness about the impact of electronic waste on the environment. It got me thinking that I don't really remember what I've done with all my old electronic products over the years. The United Nations estimated that in 2021, each person on the planet likely produced an average of about seven and a half kilograms of e-waste, meaning that well over 57 million tons were generated worldwide. And of course, less than 20% of that will be properly recycled, they say. The suggestion is that none of the initiatives to deal with e-waste will be effective without consumers, that's you and me, playing an active role in their correct disposal. So to find out more, I'm joined now by Keith Anderson, who's CEO of E-Waste Association of South Africa, IWASA. Keith, um, I read a British survey that found that the average home in the UK, of course, contains 74 e-products. And I'm guessing that things are pretty much the same here in South Africa. What sort of items are we talking about? Yeah, thanks, Glenis. Yeah, so that's exactly it. Um, you know, people have this uh, intrinsic belief that everything that they have has still got value and they're going to find a use for it sometime in the future. So in most homes, if you do the cross-section, you're going to find cell phone chargers, old cell phones, potentially old printers stuck in a cupboard somewhere or a washing machine in, in the garage uh, and so forth. So there are many, many electronic products that are either of no use, they've come to the end of life, or they're still working, but people don't want to dispose of them um, because they believe there's some value or they'll find some, some use to it. But we're not only talking about things like that. There are apparently also things like kettles and irons and things like that are considered e-waste. Yeah, exactly that. So so the internationally accepted definition is anything that's electric or electronic. In other words, you plug it into the wall somewhere or it runs off a battery. So that takes it to microphones, to kettles, to hair dryers, um, and the list just goes on and on. Uh, over theater systems, headphones. So the, the, list, the list is vast. And if you had to collate and put that all together, it would amount to a mountain of, of electronic uh, waste uh, as such, but it might not be waste when it's just going to be careful, but it's unused electronics that ultimately is going to find its way, um, hopefully, to a, to a responsible recycler, which we need to deal with. Well, this is the point. I mean, these are things, think of your hairdryer, that when it doesn't work anymore, you just chuck it in the dustbin. Why are these dangerous for the environment, potentially? If I just take uh, single-use batteries, how many... Hundreds of thousands of single-use batteries get put into dustbins at home, collected by the waste removal company, taken to a landfill site, and put into the ground. Now, those those items, be it battery, be it, a, be it a, an old cell phone, be it an old hairdryer, contain heavy metals like lead, mercury, and so forth. And when, when they get exposed to the elements, like the sun and the rain, that's when all those heavy metals leach into the soil and we have high levels of contamination uh, in the soil, which is almost irreversible. And the, the, the further challenge that we have in South Africa is that a lot of our historic landfill sites are right onto our river systems. So that increases the pollution into those rivers. So in a perfect world, people need to be educated to separate it. So you put your, your plastics into one basket, your packaging, your paper packaging in another, your wet, wet waste into another bin, uh, and your electronics um, into a separate place. And hopefully uh, people then 
understand that that's important and why that's important and deal with it accordingly. In the meantime, what we should be doing with our old hair dryers, with our old cell phones, is taking it to a specific facility to be treated properly, including our batteries. Exactly. And uh, and hopefully that's where we can add value. So if any consumer goes onto our website, www.iwasa.org, um, scroll down to the bottom of the home page, there's a virtual map of Southern Africa. Just hold your cursor over the geographical area you're in and it'll pop up with uh, the closest uh, recycle or take back center, which you can take your products and drop them off free of charge and knowing that they will be put into the system and handled responsibly. And just to be clear, we we are talking here about batteries, cell phones, irons, hair dryers, televisions, presumably anything that is electronic. Or electric. Or electric. Thank you so much there to Keith Anderson, he's CEO of Iwasa. And, um, of course, the city of Cape Town has also got drop-off facilities. I looked at their list. There seem to be numerous sites across the city that accept e-waste, so you can also think of that as an alternative. And that's it for this week. Till next time, from Eagleness Crook, take care and goodbye. Ask not what your community can do for you. Ask what you can do for your community. At Remax Living Real Estate, our ethos is built on giving back. From sponsoring music broadcasts to FMR's Being Green, our focus is on making your world more harmonious and our planet more sustainable. So when it comes to choosing a real estate partner, don't go for anything less than people who are maximum givers. Galinda Moser from Remax Living Real Estate. 